Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. Starting to look like spring here in, in the United States. I hope you guys are enjoying it. I know we are. And uh, I hope, of course, we're popular in like parts of the world where it's like a tropical paradise year round, like Fiji. So you guys probably can't relate. But in the United States, it gets very cold and unpleasant at times, especially in the part where Chris and I live. And when it starts to thaw out a little bit, like you can start to see grass in the ground, that's like a very glorious day. So for those of you who are in the Northeast and enjoying that, like we are, you know, uh, Congratulations to us all. And for those of you who are in a tropical paradise, well, good for you. <laughs> so here's what today's message is about. As those of you know who are following the show regularly, Kristen and I will be getting married soon. And whenever you approach something like that in your life, a lot of times the enemy wants to get into your head and really try to discourage you, okay? And what, one of the things that Kristen and I have learned, and really I give Kristen the credit for discerning this, is when the enemy puts bad thoughts in your head. It's not enough just to sort of reject those thoughts. You have to actually replace them with something positive. And so when they say things, when when you start feeling like that sort of nervousness, like, you know, should I really be doing this? Is this person really who uh, he or she says she is? You know, am I really ready for this? How is this going to work out? This isn't going to work out. That's really what he does. He starts with the how is it going to work out? And then it turns into the this isn't going to work out. He plays upon dif- different fears, you know, uh, those of you might know that I'm a, an attorney. I do a lot of divorces. And so it's very easy for the enemy to want to say to me things like, you know, look how, look how many marriages fail. You know, this, this family over here, they had the perfect marriage until something happened. And, and, you know, who's to say that won't happen to you? And it's, it's, when I say that, it's, I don't mean like an audible voice, like I hear this thing speaking into my ears, but, you know, we all have those moments of, of doubt, right? And when that happens, this is why God places such a high emphasis on faith, but not just faith in like wishful thinking, faith in terms of God, faith that we serve a God, that he has a plan for us and a purpose for us, and that he is always faithful to that. One of the things we just went through, a lot of you might know, is buying a house at the worst possible time to buy a house, by the way, where there's a shortage of inventory and the prices are skyrocketing and every house we looked at, like it was, I'm not, I'm not making this up. It would be on the market for like an hour and we would call the agent about it and they'd already have like 30 showings lined up. It was impossible. But we could choose to give in to that voice that says, oh, you're never going to find a house. You know, you have to accept less than or I don't know, you know, live in some place you don't want to live or something like that. Or you can reject that voice, but then you have to replace it with a better one. No, I reject that. I know the plans God has for us. God did not bring us this far. God placed it on our, on our hearts to buy a house and God will provide a house for us. He is our provider. Okay. If you're dealing with like an addiction, I tell people this all the time. One of the reasons people have difficulties overcoming addictions is they don't replace it with something else. If you're addicted to, for example, alcohol, Replace it with exercise. Don't just reject the alcohol. Replace it with something else like exercise or charity work or something else that you can be equally as intense about, okay, so that you're not just 
you're not just creating a void in your life. You're filling that void with something positive. There's a saying in science that nature hates a vacuum. And what that means is whenever there's a vacuum, whenever there's an empty space, nature will fill it with something else, whether it's air or whatever. Okay. That's true in your personal life as well. When we have an empty space, it's going to get filled. And so our choice is to fill it with something positive, which is to say, rely on God and his promises and his faithfulness. Okay. Or it's going to be filled back again with something negative. And, and the God part is essential. Because otherwise, you're just filling it with wishful thinking. And that runs thin because we're pretty much rational people. And if you're, if you're not relying on God, if you're not, if you're not strong in your faith and you're just kind of saying things like, well, this will, this will work out. I just know it'll work out. Well, you're going to figure out pretty quickly that it might not. But if you have, if you have a solid rock like Jesus Christ to stand on, okay, that's totally some, that's, that's something totally different. In fact, Christ talks about this. When he's talking to his disciples and they had just uh, cast out a spirit, and I'm not going to get into the theology of whether, you know, demons are real or metaphors, but you can just use that as a metaphor for this because what Jesus says, look, when you get rid of this spirit, yeah, it's going to be clean. For your, the inside is going to be clean for a moment, but he's going to come back and he's going to find the place swept clean and he's going to bring a bunch of his friends, right? It's the same thing. If you've got addictions in your life, if you have negative thoughts in your life, anything like that. It's not enough to try to pull those things out. You got to fill it back with something positive. When Jesus is tempted uh, many times in the wilderness by Satan, he doesn't just resist Satan. Every single time he comes back to him and says, no, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God, you know, that sort of thing. And I think a lot of times we get hung up, especially newer Christians, because we don't maybe know the Bible verses, or if we do, maybe we don't know the chapters and things like that or whatever. It's not really that important. I mean, I shouldn't say it's not important. Go with what you have. God's not going to ask you to extend beyond what you're able to do. And so if you're, if you're facing something like that, if you're saying, geez, you know, I'm single and the enemy's trying to tell you, you know, you're never going to find the right person. You really have to start compromising. No, 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 no. I know the plans that God has for me. I know he's put it on my heart to, to be married, and I know he's going to send me the right person, and I'm not going to have to compromise my values. I'm not going to have to accept less than in Jesus' name. Well, you know, you're never going to get a good job. You're going to have to, you're just going to have to settle. Nope. I know God has the right job for me. I know he has great plans for me, and, and I'm not going to take the first thing that just shows up. I'm going to just rely on God that he's, that I'm going to stand in faith, and he's going to provide for me, okay? Well, you know, looks like looks like uh, you're not going to be able to pay your bills at the end of the month. Looks like you're going to lose your home. Nope, I'm standing on faith. You know, God God's plans are to prosper me and not to harm me. Well, well, you know, I got this pain in my side. I I, I bet that's the same thing that that my father died from. You know, I bet I, I bet this is going to be fail. Nope, absolutely not. I I know the plans that God has for me. Okay, and I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. All right. This is the point. It's not just positive thinking. It's positive believing. Those are two very different things, okay? Because if you are relying on God and his promises and you know that he's faithful, then you're filling that void with something of substance that some, that, that the plant, that the words of the enemy can't get into. If you're just filling it with hot air, well, that's not going to last for very long. It's not going to get you very far. So this is my point. And this is, like I said, a lesson I learned from Kristen, and I'll let her expand on this real quick, is that 
And by the way, not that I was like doubting that we should get married. I don't mean that. Yeah, you better clarify that. I wasn't like, I don't know if this is going to work out. That's not what I mean. I'm just using that as an example. Okay. That's not what I meant. But the point is simply this. You have to first identify what's happening when you have those negative messages come into your mind. And understand that the enemy is described as the liar and a father of lies, the father of lies. So everything, you know, you can just pretty much bet he's there to deceive you. And that should be enough. A lot of times it's, it's just enough to say, enemy, you are the, you are a liar. You are the father of lies. I choose to believe God's truth. I choose, I choose to stand in faith. You don't have to know these long extended prayers. That's simply enough. The enemy, you are a liar. And I choose God's truth. And that's it. So it's not just rejecting the negative. It's filling that space with the positive word of God, the positive promises that God has for your life. When you do that, you're going to find that you're going to have a much easier time advancing yourself personally, advancing spiritually, advancing mentally, and achieving the things that God has for you because you're not going to buy into the lies of the enemy and you're not, he's not going to be able to put you down and to keep you from your destiny. That's my message for you today. Great job. I should really say it's Kristen's message for you today because she taught it to me. But you make it sound so much better than I could. I'm giving you credit. I love it. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Well, you teach me so many things. So, Um, But you are so right when you say all that because I told that to you. (laughs) No, because seriously, we think, okay, you know, and there's that verse in the Bible that says about when – the enemy comes in and you sweep, a, you know, the, the analogy is sweep the house clean. He'll come back with more demons if you don't fill it. It's very important to fill it. When you have a habit that you're going to break, you have to replace it with another habit. You don't just leave the space um, and God can fill that space. And I thought this was interesting because our friend Fran had talked about how uh, she was saying, can you do a sermon on something where, you know, the enemy tries to get in into the cracks um, and she has gone through a really rough time and, and just an amazing person and God has really lifted her but she said some days are hard you know and we all have things and certainly Fran God has been with you so um, I think that that really resonates with what you were talking about for sure and uh, Jordan and I were actually it's just fresh on my mind watching uh, I love C.S. Lewis and I love the Chronicles of Narnia and all the different um all the different different movies in the series. But um, I'm just reminded, because there's so many ana- great analogies in there, I'm just reminded, if you know anything about the story, during the, when they're talking about the spiritual battles, um, Peter, one of the characters, has a sword, has a sword that represents the sword of the spirit. And there's a, a coyote that is representing a demon that's talking to him and saying, you can't kill me, you won't kill me. And Peter's just standing there hesitating. And, you know, when you're watching something like that, you're like, just just kill the the coyote. What are you doing? Why are you just standing there? But it's easy to look at something from another situation and say, why is this person not just, you know, just kill that thought, kill that lie. And um, it's the same thing that we need to do on the onset is kill it right then and there. We don't need to just stand there and entertain it and, and think about it. And well, maybe we just kill it. Take your sword of the spirit and just kill it. And like Jordan said, I love how you said, honey, about how you – it's important. Yes, it is very important to know scripture. Scripture is your sword of the spirit. And it's important to know those words. 
But if you get hung up on, oh my goodness, uh, learning all these different scriptures and whatever, just start with one. Just get, just, there's so many, just God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. You don't have to get caught up on so many different things. Just reject the enemy. Just get it very simplistic because that in itself, the enemy wants to work you around and around in circles. Just get your simple truth. And just go for it. I think they were wolves, not coyotes. Oh, okay. Do you notice how when he he finally killed it, they they named him uh, Wolf Bane, as in the bane of wolves. Okay. Wolves. Well, <laughs> maybe I have coyotes on the brain. Yeah. Because. Because <laughs> we have them outside here. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, where do these people live? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes. Why don't you pray for us? Okay. How many prayer requests do we have? Um. Enough to split up, actually. Um, okay, go ahead. Why don't you just pray for everyone? Okay. Thank you, God. Thank you that we can take the sword of the Spirit against whatever the wolf, the, co- the coyote, the demon, the whatever is um, coming against us, God, that we have your power. See, the enemy wants us to think, be in shadow and be in, caught in the lie that we don't have any power and that we just have to take it. We just have to be passive and take whatever comes our way, whatever enters our mind, it's something we just have to take in. Whatever, you know, it's, but God, you have called us yours and we have your authority and we take your sword of the spirit and may we recognize, give us your eyes to recognize every time there's a thought that's not of you and to capture. The Bible says that we are supposed to capture every thought and it would, and make it obedient to Christ. And it wouldn't be in there in the Bible, if we couldn't do it, because you said for us to do it, God. So we capture. That's pretty amazing that we can capture every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Lord, help us to think about what we're thinking about and capture the thoughts before we let them, before we entertain them, before we let them become part of, you know, our a thought that gets entertained over and over again and a part of who we are. And if there are thoughts, Lord, that we don't even recognize as lies anymore because they're just kind of a part of the way we think, God, show us. Show us what we are thinking. What is the lie and what is the truth? Give us your spiritual eyes. Give us your spiritual heart and help us, Lord, to live in your peace because you've come to give us life and life abundantly. You come to give us peace, love, love, joy, patience, kindness, faithfulness, self-control, all the fruits of the Spirit. Lord, that is you, God. And we can live in your joy and peace. We can live enjoying the life you've given us, God. You've come to give us that life. Lord, help us to really, really get it. Lord, not just see it from afar and say, yes, this is the way we're supposed to live as Christians. Not just see it, not just live vicariously mm. through other people and through other lives and say, oh, that's a nice life. I'd like to have it. But take hold and t- capture and say, God has given me a unique opportunity. God has given me a unique situation. For anybody who has a thought of a, not a life-producing thought, Lord, help us to have life-producing thoughts and to produce because what we think about, we bring about. So when we think these thoughts and they become our reality, Lord, thank you for designing the life you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good job. All right. All righty. So I will, um, I'll take a couple and then if you want to take the other, Just others, do the first half. Okay. Lord, we pray for Martha who's asking for a financial breakthrough, Lord. Thank you, God. 
Thank you that you are in Martha's finances, God, and you are her provider and for her family, God. And I pray for your provision, God, that you would just come through like you always do and provide for her and her family. We pray for Benjamin, who says he has no friends. Well, Lord, you, first of all, you are there with him, God. I pray that he's not lonely, God, and you want to provide. You don't just provide money. You don't just provide finances. You provide everything, God. Provide him with a base of friends, Lord, that saying, you, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Mm. Give him friends that will be uplifting to him, that will be um, people who love you and know you and and make him not lonely anymore, Lord, and give him what he needs in his life, Lord. And let us, Lord, let all those who, and let Benjamin be friends to, to people who need friends and pay it forward. For Ramesh, we pray for his finances as well, Lord. Help him, Lord. Help, Lord, just break the cycle of poverty in this world, God, and and just be with him, God. Just break the spirit of lack and break the spirit of not feeling like we have enough and fear and all of those things, God, and be with Ramesh and his family. Samuel says, pray for my home. Lord, we pray for peace, Lord. Lord, you provide peace, God. You are the God of peace, God, and I pray for, for that for Samuel's home. Another great biblical name. For Reza, Reza prays for health. God, I pray that her body would line up with the will of God, her heart, her mind, her emotions, her physical body. In Jesus' name, we know that you are the God of healing. God, you are Jehovah Rapha. Heal her in Jesus' name. Phidias, just ask for prayer in Jesus' name. Whatever's going on there, be with Phidias, Lord. For Merle, also for finances and for Rosalind finances as well. Lord, we pray for the finances that they have, Lord, that you would just expand and multiply as you promised to do. Linda asks for healing as well. Lord, give her healing, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Heal her from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. Agu for liberation for her family, peace and joy and freedom. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. God, we pray. We pray for your freedom, God, for these people. Gigi asks for her family and Yuri asks for family as well. God, we pray that you cover their family, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Be with family, Lord. You love the family unit. Absolutely. Juvie prays for health. So, Father God, we pray for Juvie's health. We know that by your stripes that we are healed. Daisy prays for her son in Germany in school. We pray that that person, that Daisy's son, is completely protected and is a great student. Salim and Mulchand both ask for prayer. So, God, you know their needs. We pray, we join with them in prayer for their needs, and we pray that you provide for them totally. Uh, Dorcas asks for healing to attend a cousin's wedding. Father God, we pray for full restoration for Dorcas beyond just healing that she's just, that, that she's just healthier than she's ever been. Javid prays for his wife and four children. God, we ask that you please protect and bless their family entirely. Antonio is seeking a job. God, we know you have the right job for Antonio. Your job is, sorry, your your goal is not for us to be needy, but for us to be able to provide for other people's needs. So thank you for sending Antonio the job that you promised him. Caesar asks for prayer. God, we pray for Caesar and Caesar's needs. Mur Nayath prays for peace in marriage, and Catherine prays for a daughter, for her daughter who needs a partner, presumably to marry, who loves Jesus. And so, Father God, we pray for both of these marriages. We pray for peace. God, your your word says the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, and peace. And so for, for both of these people, we pray for marriages characterized by love, joy, peace. 
and the rest of the fruits of the Spirit, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And lastly, Linda is looking for a buyer for her house. Well, if she was up where we are, she would have no problem right now because <laughs> right now the inventory is half of what it used to be. And as we were saying, like there is like 10 times number of home buyers as there are homes for sale or something like that. So anyway, Linda, we believe that you will get the right buyer for your house at the right time and and for the right price. And for whoever that is, God, who you have that's supposed to buy Linda's house, we thank you for those people. And we thank you that they're going to, that there's a, there's a people, there are people out there right now looking for the right house and they're looking for Linda's house. They just don't know it yet. And so God, please provide the finances and everything. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, at this time, if you have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, guess what? This is your moment right now. And what does that come with? That comes Tell them with what they won. Your, and let me tell you, the guarantee, it's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. It comes with your, not only your complete eternity package, which you get to spend an eternity in heaven. Hanging out with me and Kristen. <laughs> That's right. And the big man himself, Jesus. And, but you get to, heaven starts now. You get to spend a relationship with Jesus, which means you can live that life of peace, joy, and, and just, complete, complete fulfillment that we talk about. And so if you never even heard the name, maybe you've never even heard the name of Jesus. Jesus is the one who died for your sins. You, yes, you. And he wants to live in your heart. And um, if you, you don't have to understand it all, you know, uh, we're not supposed to understand it all. But if you want to accept him, he's going to open your eyes to things that you never even thought possible. So just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. We're so excited for you. Send us a message or comment on the video. We want to know about it and get you started. Absolutely, guys. All right. Well, listen, thanks for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope you got something out of it. We hope that you're able to be a blessing to everybody else around you. The reason we do this, yeah, we're trying to teach you, but also the idea is we feed you so you can feed others, okay? It's never supposed to stop with any one of us. It doesn't stop with me. It doesn't stop with you. It doesn't stop with the next person. The idea is for God's love and grace and peace to flow through us into other people constantly. So that's the idea. All right, guys, we'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in. In the meantime, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.